Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and welcome, my friends, to tonight's Relax, Let Go of Me with Charles Show. We're here with you on a Monday night. And we have a beautiful show tonight. The beautiful connections in our lives. Let's let the music play us in. Welcome, my friends, to tonight's Relax, Let Go, and Be With Charles show. We're so happy to be with you. This is our second show of the new year. We were with you on the 4th of January. Last Wednesday, we did a special show welcoming in the new year, bringing love and inspiration and wisdom into our mind, body, and spirits for the new year. Tonight's show, we were originally going to be with you on Friday or over the weekend, uh, a lot of things happened on our end. We were still finishing up some things from, and we'll talk about that a little bit on the show, but we're still finishing up some things to do with Laura, my wife who passed away on Christmas Day. And January 6th w- would have been her 58th birthday. Um, and it was our first birthday without her in the family. And uh, Friday into the weekend, she her birthday's on the 6th, her sister's birthday's on the 8th. So we did some birthday things over the weekend. We also did some things of kind of mediating and working through some of the estate issues that you always have to deal with. And and I really wanted to be prepared for tonight. And I felt both emotionally, spiritually, mentally that I needed to give a little bit more time. And I knew that this was a for for me a important important and heartfelt show. And I also knew that uh, I had to be emotionally and mentally 
ready to do it. There's going to be some emotion tonight, no matter what I do, but I needed to be in a place where those emotions were a little bit more settled. And I knew that I could bring goodness tonight and share some of my journey and some of those who have made beautiful connections in my life. And then have a meditation tonight to bring to you the spiritual experience of you becoming more aware of the connectors in your life and to love and celebrate all the inspiration, growth, and mission those souls have infused into your journey of life. And while they're still here and while there's still people that you can work with in the human way and bring into your mission and celebrate that, that you're aware of that and you bring purpose to that. We often... One of the themes on our show, it's always about love and light. It's always about bringing love and inspiration and freedom from the, the fear and the hate and the judgment that seems to surround us. We take those moments for meditation, for connection, and I speak about it often, the practice of meditation, it is a practice. The more that you meditate, the more that you allow yourself spiritual experience and spiritual connection and spiritual awareness, the more that you allow yourself to take a breath. Sometimes things can be so overwhelming in your life, and and it can seem like things are insurmountable. (laughs) And if one more thing happens, you just, that's it, you can't take any more. And the best way to alleviate that stress and that struggle and that pressure is to create moments throughout your life, throughout your days, throughout your weeks, where you relax and let go. Where you relax and let go of the fears and judgments and you allow allow yourself the inspiration. You allow yourself to see things with empathy and compassion for those that are around you in your world and you realize that everyone's had a little different path to get where they are. Even if you share some wonderful things and connections and passions in your life, with certain family members or certain friends or certain people in your community, you've also each had your own walk. You've each had your own experience. And you each have the parts of you that are different. I've known and worked with throughout my life identical twins. They might be physically identical, and they would tell you that even some, even in some circumstances, in very small ways, especially as they get older and they, they're differ in their approach and their experience in life. You know, they begin, they, they begin to have physical differences as well, but they have very different people. Every twin that I've known, fraternal or identical, has been very different from their twin. And if there's any better example in how we're all different from each other, people grow up in the same household and have completely different experiences. People grow up in the same community and experience that community in very different ways, whether that community is an area that you live in, your town, your city, your county, or is that a spiritual community or an, or an intentional community or a native community or an ethnic community of any type. We all experience things individually. And in our lives, our lives would be pretty boring if every place we looked around us, everybody looked exactly the same and liked exactly all the same things. And you went to the, the ice cream store and they had one flavor because everybody liked only that flavor of ice cream. <laughs> and life would not, life would pretty quickly 
not become so interesting if we didn't have each other, if we didn't have each other's talents, if we didn't have the storytellers in our lives that share their stories and share their lives with us in so many beautiful ways. If we didn't have the people in our lives that share their artistic talents, paint our pictures, make our beautiful sculptures, create things of beauty for us to see and become inspired by. The beautiful people that write the music and then those that perform the music. And music touches our souls and hearts like nothing else really can. The people that their passion is serving other people. Over the years, I've known so many different people who one of the things that our working together helped with was them experiencing and becoming more aware of where their passion were. I saw people that changed careers because they said, you know what, my passion is helping people in this way, so I'm going to go do that. (laughs) And one of the best examples of years ago I heard from a friend of mine, he went to chef school. He's an amazing cook. He's a measly chef and pastry chef, pastry chef. But he also is, he was working one time just filling in and helping out and working at a retirement home. And he ended up calling me up about a week into that experience and says to me, hey, Charles, I don't want to cook for these people. I want to help these people. I want to be doing more. I want to be giving them care. These are individuals that have lived long and beautiful lives, and and they deserve to be cared and loved for and celebrated even in these last months or years of their life. Do you think I'm crazy? Do you think it's wrong? I mean, I went for school for this, and now I'm going to go for school for that. And I said, no. As a matter of fact, when I am at that stage in my life, I want someone like you to be celebrating and taking care of me because you love it. It's your passion. And for many of us, we have had these connections in our life. When we go back through our lives, we realize that we have had some amazing connections, some individuals who literally changed the way our life would look from that point forward. And through all of who their soul was, mind, body, and spirit, they connected us with so many other people and so many other things that would take place that would have never taken place had that connection not happened, had that beautiful soul not come into your life. And we often have the opportunity when, when people come to us and they, they, off, you know, they become our friend or they, become, they come to you professionally, um, and you have opportunities, even in those moments, to see that connection and to understand it, or sometimes just to know there's something more here. <laughs> I might not fully understand it in this moment, but there's something more here. This is going to lead to far more than I could ever have imagined. And for me in my life, there have been many of those. And I often talk about, in starting this season, and we started it with the show last Wednesday, and we're continuing today, and we, 
We are good at things that are settled and balanced. We're going to be with you all this week on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the rest of this month and going into February where our schedule is becoming very, we have a lot of continuity in what we're doing. And one of the things I've shared is one of my talents, one of my, my lifetime study has been on consciousness and awareness. And it was very much because of my upbringing and having been encouraged to reach out in spiritual ways and understand that there's more than we meet the eye when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to the dimensions, when it comes to things around us. And then through my experience and the way my life would unfold in my childhood, having three sets of parents, having first my mom and dad, then they divorced, and I had eventually would have my mom and stepdad and my dad and stepmom. And, and in the mix of that, for four or five years, I had adopted parents that adopted me and they each brought different things into my life and different ways of being different ways of being spiritual that I don't know you know I explain that to people and they're like you know that must have been crazy but you know what it was amazing because I got to experience from six different points of view (laughs) all coming from love all coming with encouragement and support and all coming with a different way a different path that brought them to me being in this life, me being in their life. And tonight, if you notice in the show, I said this show is dedicated to Helen, Laura, and Paul. Helen passed away about a year and a half ago, uh, July 2021. Paul passed away this last fall, late summer, early fall. Laura passed away just on Christmas Day. And I'm going to start with Laura because in the timeline of my life, I met Laura first. I met Laura when I had, in a very short period of time, and that's one thing I've noticed about my life. Sometimes there are changes that happen very quickly. And I went from leaving the Navy, I spoke about some of that and some of the shows that we have up that where I shared about my life, a four-part series there, but I went from leaving the Navy, moving to a small town in Alabama where my mom and stepdad had moved, being there for a few months and experiencing many things, but at the same time having this connection back in Charleston where I served in the Navy with a really good friend who, was, who would also become my first partner in life and certainly had many good things that he brought into my life and I moved there and I was there for five, six months. And then I ended up moving to Florida. In the meantime, my family, part of my family had moved from Florida to Alabama, uh, from Alabama to Florida. So I ended up moving to Florida. So in the space of really less than a year, I'd left the Navy, gone to this small town in Alabama. I had the experiences I did there, went to, back to Charleston, had some great experiences there, and then knew I was, really felt like I was being called to go to Florida and be in Florida, and I went there and had the experiences of, of coming and meeting my family there and got a job at a Revco drugstore, <laughs> and I'd left out in my life that one of the first jobs, the first job I had out of the Navy when I was in Alabama the manager and the assistant manager didn't show up on day one, so I 
by default became a temporary manager and then manager. And it was, I was only 19 years old. And that was a blessing because from that point forward, I was often involved in management because they saw me as a manager. And I, you know, began to become manager of many different things. So I was the manager trainee at Revco. Laura was a cashier. We became really good friends almost from day one. There, was, there, there were many people, and that's the thing. You go to different types of workplaces or communities or churches or gatherings of friends, and you can have connection and love for all those friends and all the beautiful things that they bring into your life. But then there's always somebody, right, that somehow you came with this friend with this intention, but you ended up meeting somebody, and that somebody you met, you almost knew from that moment something there's something happening here, something different here. And in my study of consciousness and spirituality throughout the years, one of the things I've seen working with clients and friends and family members and very much in my own life is that although free choice creates a lot of randomness, randomness in our world, there are also souls, consciousness that we came here to experience this life with. I knew at a certain point in my life that there were many different souls that came that I knew this life was going to be shared with past soulmates. This life was going to be shared with souls that were I'd been very connected to. And I speak in, speak in the description of tonight's show that we have these souls that have been powerful connectors in our lives. And they've been connected to our souls long before and long after our understanding. Like we're living in these human bodies, these avatars, and it's two-thirds of the mix, our mind and body. But that consciousness, and sometimes I refer to it as the player, that soul, that consciousness, that player that's vested in this life is not alone. When we were preparing to come into this life and to come into different experiences that we as souls experience, we gathered some of our soul friends. And we said, let's go down here and we're going we're gonna to run into each other. And then when we do, we're going to remember certain things and we're going to start doing things together. And we're going to start experiencing things together that's going to bring goodness and wisdom and inspiration and motivation into our lives and our missions. We're going to become infused with that love and that growth and that inspiration that will bring each other. And when I think about the different ways you know, like Laura was originally born out here in the Northwest, and then then her parents divorced, and she ended up moving with her mother, the only child that moved, that stayed full-time. Other kids came and visited, but she moved with her mother and stepfather. Then they moved from New Jersey to Florida, and that was kind of a fluke how that all came together. And then them, I'm there. You know, so we even discussed to ourselves how interesting it was that neither one of us were from there, but yet we meet each other and we become friends and we were able to share very openly with each other. We were both very much, even at that time, you know, I've learned so much more, but even at that time we learned, we were already living that be all who you are. People either accept you or they won't. <laughs> be all who you are. And so we began to share very openly. I shared very openly about my journey, my sexuality, my spiritual journey she shared about her journey and her experiences and then there became a time 
where we went from friends to really becoming very close, almost best friends with each other. We did some side jobs and worked together doing some house sitting and dog sitting. And uh, we lived in Florida, so we, we had the advantage of being able to go either to the Gulf on, and go to places like Tampa or go to places like Daytona and spend some time together. And and then there was a time when, and I remember she was going out on a date. She had been dating a guy that she'd already shared with me that she knew that he had a lot of deeper connection to her life and her love than she felt for him. And she was going to have to tell him that they were, she was really feeling more of a friendship before it got more and more serious. She was anticipating that at any time he might be asking her to marry him. And she knew that that's not where she was at, that she felt more of just a friendship. So we talked about that and she was getting ready to go on this date and clocking off her shift where we work. And when she went to walk out, I said, hey, Laura, enjoy your date with him because when you get back from this lunch date, you and I are going to start dating. I want to start dating you. And she went out, then she walked back in, and she said, what? Wait, (laughs) should I even go on the date? I'm like, oh, yeah, for two reasons. One, he's taking you to some fancy, fancy restaurant that I may not be able to afford, at least not in the near future. Two, Here's your good friend, and you want to be in integrity, you know, and and tell him what you know. I know you already feel. And then we started dating, and a few months later, I asked her to marry me. That ended up being sooner than I would wanted, and and I shared that in some of the past. But uh, I bought the ring, and and between family members and things started to get out and I basically had to say, yep, I bought your, I was going to wait till Christmas day, ended up asking her earlier. And then we who were really good friends, but also very much who we were at the time and both truly needing some healing from things that we'd experienced in our lives. We had kind of a rocky road. Our wedding was three times off and three times on. We had discussions where we're like, nope, we're not going to do it. And then we'd be like, nope, okay, we'd sit down and we'd talk to each other and we're like, okay, yes, yes, we do want to get married. We are going to do this. Then some family pressures and things came at the time and we called it off again. We're like, you know, too much pressure from the families. We're just going to do our, you know, let's just be friends. Maybe that's better. And and then we, and then family set us down and we, we talked it out and we decided, yes, yes, we do want to get married. And, and we had a really deep conversation where we both shared with each other that there was something more to happen, that we could be friends, we could just stay best friends, but there was a reason why we were going to be partners, why we were going to get married. And certainly our intention in the beginning was that marriage was going to last forever, but I think, I know from our discussions and our openness with each other that even early on, in the marriage, we began to think, you know, maybe we are just better being friends. You know, we had that discussion more often than once. And not because we thought either one was being bad or hurting each other. She knew and she shared throughout her life that she did have, you know, one of my biggest regrets is that she had healing that she just chose not to do. And there were times that that would eventually lead to our downfall. But at the same time, We knew, even though we began to understand that we might not be together forever, 
There's a reason for us to be together now. And it's beyond us. And then I think of all the things that became, that started in my mission with us together. Very early on in our marriage, one of the things that she and other people, other friends, wanted to know about some of the spiritual things that I did and some of the spiritual experiences. And could I share with them some of the books that I read and share with them, maybe for them, do a little class about how to experience meditation, how to experience connection with your soul, how to do things like astral projection or deep soul work. And we started doing a Thursday night group where every week we talked about something different. We talked about connection to mind, body, spirit. We talked about meditation. We talked about connecting to the source. We talked about connecting with those loved ones that have passed on that are no longer with us. And it would be nearly, and when I think about it now, not nearly, it would be a decade later that after my trainings and doing many other things that I would sit down and start the Path to Total Consciousness workshops, which we've shared on the show. If you go back to our past shows, there's a series of 10 shows that we did in a little different way than we used to do them in person, but I think it, we did really good. We had people that participated with us every show, and, and that Path to Total Consciousness came from sharing with all those friends and family a decade earlier with Laura encouraging me and saying, you know, I'll help you with this. And she did. She would make all kinds of goodies and snacks and, and get the house all ready. We did some of that together, but she would be the, just the most welcoming house and, and was also an interested participant. So it really changed things. Through Laura, my wife, it, we, I ended up meeting her family. That has been such a big part of my life since. Even though we would we would eventually divorce, I would her family made it clear that I would remain a member of her family, and and not just me, but my daughter, and and my partner since when my wife passed, and I call her my wife. Even you know I've explained that in some of the previous shows, but I call her my wife because she is my one and only wife. But uh, we when when she passed on Christmas. I, you know, her sister came out there. We met up with her brother. Just a few years ago, just a few days before Christmas, that I was there for the family then. I was there for his celebration of life. I was, you know, I've been in their, in their lives very much. My, when, the, when this past week happened and all the family came together and we went through her belongings and her estate and all the things, my ex-partner of years was there with me. My partner now was there with me, uh, all helping and all being connected to each other because of that connection. One thing I knew throughout my life is that we can be connected in different ways just because that connection changes. That person's important. If that person's a connector in your life and you love them, even if you grow apart or even if life changes and you each are seeking different things, you can in most cases, and I know people that have had severe abuse and things like that, that makes a difference. You know, if someone's very abusive. I also know people that have had very abusive partners or partners that were struggling very hard with addiction, and they split and they went their separate ways. But when that partner healed, they, stayed, they were able to rekindle a friendship and stay connected. And with Laura, one of, and I've talked about it many times on the show, the first person 
first human mind, body, and spirit that I would be called on to guide a soul into the light was Laura's mother. A couple years into our marriage, Laura's mother became ill with cancer, and then we, we discovered it was terminal and then very terminal. And her mother, who at first had really questioned some of my spiritual awareness and experiences, as things became, as she became, as she put it, as her veil became thinner and she began to connect, she began to have many conversations with me. And we had, we really connected in a heart and soul way, in a way that I'm not sure with any other individual in my life since that I've had that deep of a feeling and connection as working with Bonnie as she went through her body becoming weaker and weaker and her connection to soul becoming stronger and stronger. And then at a certain point, she asked me to be there when she was going to have, you know, she knew she, the time was coming and she literally said, you, I want you to lead me into the light. I want you to guide me into the light. And I said, Bonnie, I don't know if I can do that. And she goes, you do know. You do know. And this is something that you're going to be doing. I'm blessed to be your first. This is something you're going to be doing as part of your life, as part of your mission. Again, almost a decade later, at that point, almost 12 years later, she would be so right. In in the 30 years of my work as a mind-body-spirit facilitator, and especially in the past four or five years, but throughout, throughout, there has been working with different types of individuals that are going through in stages of life. Through my connection with Laura and our relationship and our marriage, we lost two children, but we lost two babies before they were born. We thought we were at the point where we had been told, you aren't going to have any children, you're not going to have no kids. (laughs) It's not going to happen. And we thought, well, let's take a breath. Maybe we'll adopt. Maybe we'll have the you know, do something different here. Um, And we gave up on, we thought, okay, no more pressure. We've been to all the things and followed all the charts. And this was back in the uh, mid to late 80s. And and so we, you know, we were like, we're off all the pressure. We're just relaxing. We're not worried about it. And then she became pregnant. and, And even though we told no one about it, I remember I, I said something to one of my, I think it was my sister and my mother, and she, and this was like a you know, few weeks in, and she became very upset because she said, Don't, I won't want anyone to know we've lost two until we know there's any chance that I'm keeping this child. I don't want people to know about it. I don't want to get a bunch of baby things, which I fully understood that had been very, very hard for her. Been hard for both of us, but obviously so much harder for her as the one carrying that life and then losing it. And then miracles of miracles, my daughter was born. And not without some issues and problems. We had to have specialists. We had to things the day of the birth. My daughter's head got swollen and my wife's pelvis got swollen. And we ended up having to do an emergency cesarean. And then within, a, within less than a week of that, my wife was going back in for surgery for an exploratory surgeon because she was in so much hurts that they couldn't figure out what was going on. They didn't feel like it was part of the cesarean, but they knew that something had happened. She was in extreme pain and her temperature was rising, so they had to do exploratory surgery and captured her 
appendix just as it was beginning to burst. No idea that that was happening. It surprised them. And there was some sickness that followed after that because they got it, but it was bursting. So there was some issues. She was really sick for a period of time. And I think about, you know, how much difference our life would have been had she not that moment hadn't happened. If they had waited even an hour more to do that exploratory surgery, that would have been the last that Laura was in my life. And that was over 30 years ago. And then we moved from Florida to Spokane to the inland northwest where we are. And part of that moving, not part of it, a big portion came because of that connection to Laura. And I felt in my own life and my own spirit that, that I was being guided and told the rest of your life starts here. And I moved here and Felicia, we moved here when Felicia was, our daughter was just a little over one years old and Felicia is now in her thirties and we have grandbabies. And so I think about Laura and the connections we had and how close we came to not getting married. How close we came at times to being so angry with each other because of our own hurt and our own issues that and even then years years later she would she would become one of the people it was after we divorced and and I was seeing my new partner they became really good friends and one time she brought a pamphlet to me and that pamphlet was something that she had picked up when she was going to counseling and it said male survivors of childhood abuse she knew my history and and she said you know I was there and I read this and I think you need to read it. That led me not into just getting needing, getting the help I needed, but also into being the practitioner and facilitator that I am today because she handed me a pamphlet. And I took that pamphlet home and I read it and I shared it with my partner at the time. And I had a little quiz, the check mark this, check mark that. And then I turned it and it said, if you have five or more check marked, I had nine out of 10 check marked. Maybe these things are affecting your life in certain ways. And they were. And over the years, there were times, and Laura was very owned in her own life. We all have our, our grand moments, and we all have our moments where we know we made decisions, and we, make, we experienced certain things that, weren't, that were hurtful to ourselves and others. And she certainly went through a period of time. There was a period of time that my daughter lived with me and that she was going through some addictions and some relationship issues with some really addicted people. And, but she also healed from that. She was able to come back and save herself and save her son that was born later and save my daughter and save her relationship with all of us to where that and my ex of 10 years uh, who was there with us this past week, we all shared and he shared how being able to make the trips that we have over the last five or six years together where we go, we've traveled to Billings when my daughter and her husband live there. Now they live on the west side of the state. We traveled there together and often people would be surprised. When we came for my daughter's wedding, her husband's from Montana and they had a wedding in, in Montana together. And when we went over to Billings together for the wedding, it was my ex of 10 years and his partner, my ex-wife, and me. We all drove over together. We all stayed together. We all participated in the wedding. 
together. And at one point, we were at the uh, rehearsal the night before. She had a destination wedding kind of out, out in this beautiful uh, retreat area. And there were people that had come from all over. And the, some of the best men and uh, uh, people that were there for my son-in-law started asking her, like, who are, like, who is the parents? And she's like, all of those are my parents. And then the other family members from his side of the family found out that we all traveled together and that we all were staying together. <laughs> and they were like, wow, you guys must be something special. And it's like, yes, yes, we're all special. And, and we're special in that we recognize, and I said that to each person in my life, if I loved you, if there was a reason that our time together brought goodness, even if that dynamic changes, it doesn't mean the love ends. It doesn't mean the connection ends. It doesn't mean there's still not goodness. And again, if someone is healthy and wholesome and meeting you, uh, not, you know, someone's being abusive and mean and destructive to your life, or they're caught in addiction or hurt or trauma and they're not healing from it and they're reacting in ways that are very hurtful, that's different. And I know that's different, like, you know, and that's, so, that's okay to recognize. But for those people that we see and we begin to understand that those souls came here to be with us. And I know when I look back to all the different ways that Laura's life has touched mine from her family members. One person I often and I even refer to on the show as one of my longest living humans is one of her family members, her sister, who has become one of the closest people in my life that's that's still with me. And then I think about Helen, and I've spoken about Helen before on the show. Helen, who I met very early, very just in the very few weeks of opening my practice and forming the beginnings of Transformation Associates, where we had counselors and hypnotherapists and body workers and massage therapists and Reiki workers and trainings for hypnotherapy and trainings and and classes for healthy living and all different things going on. And right at the very beginning of that, one of the people that, another connector, Dale, Dale Bloom, was a massage therapist and, and an uh, RN and did so much work in the community, all of the types of community in our area, uh, from the AIDS community to the wellness community to the abuse women community. I mean, he was just a big influence in many ways. And he connected me and said, there's someone I want you to meet. And I went and met Helen. And I thought Helen was this really nice lady. She was very intelligent. She was a master degree psychologist who had had many certifications beyond just psychology, many areas of study that she had gone very deep into her areas. And when we met, again, we immediately thought there's a connection here. And I felt blessed because I thought, wow, you feel a connection from me. I'm a few weeks into my practice. I'm still looking for people to do some of my hours so for my complete certification, which Helen ended up helping me with. And Helen opened a whole new world and a whole new way of being. And she not only joined us at Transformation Associates, but when Transformation Associates ran its course, Helen and I at first worked from home, and then we started working together. And we had offices together. And then in the, when she was nearing retirement and going into semi-retirement, she shared uh, an office in my home. 
And when things would happen in her life and losing her husband, losing her son, losing her daughter, and her coming to her end of life, I was blessed to be there and be part of her life and her family in ways that would impact all of who I am today, all the organizations I became part of. It was because of Helen I became part of the Northwest AIDS Coalition and then later became a facilitator, a spiritual leader, a member of the board, a president of the board, a retreat coordinator, all because Helen introduced it to me. She got me involved in PFLAG where I did many workshops and many presentations and many uh, clients and friends and family and working with children of gay and lesbian parents, working with trans people for the first time. All of those things came from Helen. And years later, my Helen was like, hey, there's this new organization that I helped co-found. It's called the IMBA, the Inland Northwest Business Alliance. I have a plaque that hangs on my wall that is an appreciation of my office, awesome service on the IMBA Board of Directors, directors in three different decades serving as vice president twice, as president once, as membership director many years, and all because Helen mentioned, hey, there's this organization, this in Northwest Business Alliance that I think would be a part of your life. And then I think of my friend Paul. Paul came to me, and I shared a little bit about Paul earlier uh, this year, too, when his passing was coming, but Paul came to me when I was managing the bar and restaurant and entertainment for Lilac Lane, the bowling and casino fun center here in town. And I'd worked for them, my wife's family. <laughs> Again, the connection to Laura, I started working. I worked for Lilac three different times as a manager and a worker and then twice on management contracts. And I, I became involved with Lilac because Laura's father was an owner at Lilac and they needed some help. And I went and helped. And it, turned into working for them over decades. And I was working and managing, and here comes this young man, uh, kind of hippie, kind of heavy metal, really long hair, <laughs> 21, comes to me, fills out an application and wants to be a bartender. He's just gotten out of bartending school, so he knows he's going to need some help, but he's got a great personality and he wants to do it. And he would tell me for years, and he became such a good friend, and we, came, we became so connected. But years later, just a few years ago, last time I saw him, he would say to me, Charles, my life changed, and so much happened because of you hiring me on that day. Not just what I learned as a bartender and how bartending became something that helped me throughout my life, but it also our connection and friendship in the ways that you brought encouragement to me to follow my passion and his passion ended up being painting and he ended up having his own painting company. But I told him, Paul, you don't understand the many different ways that he became, he went from being just an employee to being a very good friend and we shared a love for Madden. We shared a love for the old, old TV show Soap that had been on long before his lifetime that we watched together. We shared a love of family. He had an only daughter. I had an only daughter. Um, and we became awesome friends. And there were times, and I pointed that out to him, there were times in his life, just like Helen, just like Laura, that he would come to me in a spiritual way. There was a time that he was out, and he was not particularly a mind-body-spirit person as far as like not, you know, he often said I was his 
spiritual friend, you know, and it's, yeah, I got, he'd say, totally get my spiritual side from you. You know what I mean? He, um, but there was a time that he said, you know what, Charles, I was downtown and I normally don't even go, these stores don't interest me, but I was passing this store and the store used to be located here in downtown called New Dawn Books. And it had many mind, body, spirit books that it shared and that it had. And he said, something called me in there. And he said, then the lady was so nice. And she said, can I help you? And I said, you know what? I don't think I'm here for me. I think I'm here because I need to pick up a book from my friend. And and I'm not normally this way, but I really feel this draw. And then she literally took him over to section and said, put this book in your hand and see if this is it. And when you, when you have the book, you'll know. And he said, I put two or three books in my hand and this one really spoke to me and I brought it to you. And so here it is. It's just a, you know, it's not your birthday or Christmas or this or that, but something got a hold of me today and brought this book to you. What he didn't know is that I had been talking with friends and with participants and family, spirit family members that had been part of the spiritual path movement that we were doing back in those days. And we were talking about a connection to certain types of spirituality and certain types of religions over time and there and come up to a connection that we all felt to the uh, Egyptian times, which spanned through a few centuries. Of, you know, there was quite a period of time that Egypt kind of ruled that part of the world. And the book that he brought was all about the spirituality of Egypt. And he had no idea about the other conversations. I told him, I said, you had no idea this whole week we've been talking about this. Then you, who describe yourself as not so much of a spiritual person, make this connection and bring me this book <laughs> that has exactly to do with what we've been talking about, the connections in our lives. And it's important for us to be aware of those connections, to take a few moments and take a breath and back up and say, wow, these different people touched our lives. And sometimes we're very close to them and we spend every day with them. And then sometimes life happens and you become more separated, but you, that connection remains. Paul and Helen and Laura were all people that we could talk to each other and pick up right where we left off. Helen and Laura and I had more daily or weekly or monthly interactions with each other. Paul, sometimes we talked three or four or five times a year. There was a period of time in 2018 that I went over and managed a housing building in Seattle, and he was one of a couple friends that came and checked on me, came and helped when I needed painting done in the building I was in. I was like, hey, Paul, you have a painting company. How much to come paint these apartments and come fix this and this? And, you know, so it's interesting how, you know, years later I was hiring him to come do work as a painter. And many years before that, <clears throat> I was seeing, you know, hiring him to be giving him his first, as he puts it, his first real job and, and in life. So it's important for us to see and celebrate and reach out to the people in our lives that have been those connectors. I blessed in my life that with Helen and Laura and Paul, I had the opportunities to tell them how much they meant to me. Now, Paul passed. He went very quickly once he became ill, but we had talked just a few months before and we talked when I was in Seattle. We'd shared with each other. We had that opportunity. Laura since she had knew that she was passing 
and went through almost five years of being terminal, probably four or five times. We had really deep discussions together where we thought that might be the last time of talking with each other. And Helen knew when she was beginning to struggle and reach out to me at first by phone, you know, can you come over? And I spent some time and then, and I shared that in a meditation when I, we'd been speaking and I had been speaking with her daughter who was caregiving for her and I was doing a meditation one night and Helen came through and said, Charles, I need you to come. I need you to be with me. I need you to do some guided light. When you come, I won't seem to be there anymore. The body's become quite deteriorated, but I am here and I need you there. So please come. And so I immediately the next day called her because I was doing that in the middle of the night. The next day I called her uh, daughter who was caregiving and, and said, hey, Helen, connect with me the last night. And she goes, yeah, you might want to come over. And, and, and yes, it, it, she's not able to speak. She's not able, she doesn't seem to be physically with us. Her body, body is going through its last moments, but I feel her spirit and I know that she wants to hear. And I went over and I held her hand and I guided her to the light and I sang a little song that we used to sing together about celebrating each other. We used to do it in workshops and groups where we'd bring people together and sing a little song about how special and beautiful and awesome that individual is. <clears throat> I gave her a kiss on her forehead and I went out to chat with her daughter for a few minutes and, and she was so close that we thought we might come back and she might have passed just that quickly and it, Turned out just a few hours later, she would pass. My friends, if you have people that have been those connectors, if I've just, as I've described the story and the journey and the experience, and you have those people that have been those connectors in your life, those connections that have brought you the inspiration, the wisdom, the powerful inspiration that you've needed in your life, that have brought you the other individuals, the other, the other connectors, that, you, that your friend, that through that friend you met three other friends, and through that friend you met someone that's been extraordinary in your life. It's important as we begin a new year and we begin our missions of bringing love and light and inspiration into this world that we celebrate those individuals, those souls, those souls, minds, and bodies, that made powerful connections in our lives. And that we reach out and we allow ourselves through meditation, through spiritual experience to let go of that fear and judgment and to have that experience of welcoming awareness to those that are in our lives. Many times someone will come into my mind and I'll think, I, it happened right before the show tonight. I jotted someone's name down. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's been in my mind the last few days to reach out. Not sure why, but I know once I reach out, I'll know why I'm reaching out to that person. And it will be a win-win. It will be a reason that we need to connect with each other. But sometimes we have to allow ourselves, especially when the world starts to cave in, especially when you think it's too much, especially when you think... I need an answer that I'm just not getting or finding. Those are the times to allow meditation and love and light to wash over you and to cleanse away and melt away all the stress and all the anxiety and all the frustration and bring you to a place of peace and bring you to a place 
of inspiration and then allow yourself to enter into that soul consciousness, that player, that part of you that, and when I say player, they're down here, they're vested in this life. That soul who said, I'm going to come and become Charles. That soul who said, before we were even in these bodies, that soul that was Helen, that soul that was Laura, that soul that was Paul said, I'm going to, when we we're going together and we're each going to have our own experiences and we're each going to have our own ways, but there are going to, there's going to come the moment when we become connected. And once we're connected, we're going to know and honor and experience that that was more than we could have imagined. So when you're feeling lost or stuck, when you're feeling alone, when you're feeling like people aren't understanding you, when you're feeling like the struggle or frustration is overwhelming you, those are the moments to reach for meditation, to reach for relaxation, to reach for connection, and to allow yourself to bring in an awareness to how much these beautiful individuals that you're connected to may just have the inspiration, the motivation, the experience to bring into your life. That's why meditation and spiritual experience is so important because it gives us that chance to let go of the frustrations and the fears and the judgments that surround us. It gives us a chance to get out of our own head because sometimes we realize that the fears, a lot of the fears and the judgments and the hurts exist in our hearts and our minds. And we're going to go into our meditation tonight. We're going to have this spiritual experience together. But before we do, I want to say a big thank you to Elizabeth DeFreyas and the beautiful music and sounds of nature that you hear are all created by her. I've been blessed to work with Elizabeth now for 30 years plus and to share her music. You can hear her music and use her music for your meditations, for your spiritual experiences anytime you want to by going to heartsoundsbyelizabeth.com. It's right there in the show's description. And there are albums of her music that you can just listen to and relax to. There's also a place there to purchase music. There's also just a little tip jar where you can just say, thank you. I've been appreciating and loving on your music, and thank you. Also, my friends, we are listener-supported. Not just the show, but our mission of reaching out and bringing these mind-body-spirit experiences to all those who speak it, to all those who need it, to all those who want to experience a deeper connection to mind, body, and spirit. And when you reach out and you give us a one-time donation or you decide to become a monthly supporter of the show, either way, you just send an email to relaxletgobe at gmail.com and say, hey, Charles, I'd like to make a one-time donation of this. Or, Charles, I'm feeling blessed and things are good in my life and I like the mission, I like what you're doing, I'm enjoying the meditations and the experiences. I can be a monthly supporter and here's what I can do. Either way, you get an email with an invoice that you pay at your convenience. If you become a monthly supporter, you, nothing automatically comes out. Every month you receive that email. And if you ever want to stop, you say, you know, I want to stop and we stop. It's all very easy. I keep everything. I want everything I do to be a solid win, win, win. 
for everybody that's involved. So I want to take want you to take a few moments, get yourself relaxed, get yourself peaceful. We also enjoy hearing your questions, your comments, your experiences. Many times over even this last couple of weeks when so much has been going on with the family and so much spiritual things have been happening uh, and grief and family coming together. One of the things that really touched my heart was getting the emails from some of you offering your love, offering your support, people sharing about their own experiences, their own grief, people that they've lost either this year or in the past. Many people shared with me spending their first holidays without that special person in their life. And that's the other beautiful thing about mind-body-spirit connection, my friends, is We can be there for each other and we can also, through that meditation, through that connection, through that experience, we can feel and experience on a level that is not describable by words, that soul-to-soul connection with those that have passed over. And I felt very much in this past week and even preparing for the show tonight, Laura's influence, Paul's influence, Helen's influence. And when I struggled and I knew I just wasn't quite ready to do it on Friday night or over the weekend, there was a part of me that really started to feel bad about that and judge myself. And I could hear all three of them saying, Charles, you're a human. You're a mind and a body and a spirit. And you get to grieve and you get to be ready. And when when you bring this show to life, when you bring this experience to life, it's it with the timing will be perfect. The people who need to hear it will hear it. of a beverage. Get yourself relaxed and comfortable. Allow yourself this time and this place just to be relaxed, comfortable, and peaceful. Maybe you want to be sitting up in a nice comfy chair, maybe kick back on a recliner, maybe laying back on your bed, slipping your ear pods in. And we are going to let the music play us out tonight. So before we get deep into the meditation, I'm going to say we're going to let the music play us out. We're going to be with you on Wednesday and Friday this week. We'll be posting the shows tomorrow afternoon. We've got some special conversations and connections going on behind the scenes. So so we're going to have some really good Friday night spiritual nights coming up as well. It'll be our first Friday night spiritual night coming up on Friday the 13th. So we'll have some good connection and some good message and some good time together then. We're also going to be doing a call-in show. We're going to do our New Year's Eve call-in show and then of course all the events of the holiday week took place and so I've talked with some people and I, I think we're going to do it either on the 14th or 21st. I'll keep you up to date and we'll have a call-in show probably in the afternoon on the 14th or 21st. There'll be no people, many people listen to this show after it's live in different time zones around the world. And we're blessed by that. And so we're going to try to pick a time in the afternoon on a Saturday where if you want to call in and have questions or comments, we're also going to have some call-in shows. We've got some practitioners and some facilitators that are going to come on and offer to do some spiritual guidance and some spiritual readings and some spiritual connections live as well. So 
a lot of exciting things coming. Our Mondays, we try to make all about love and inspiration. Our Wednesdays about awareness and bringing on some special people. And then our Fridays about our Friday night spiritual nights together that you can then listen to and experience on Friday night or throughout the weekend. So get in that beautiful, relaxed place. Getting comfortable and relaxed. Nothing to think about, nothing to do. Just taking a few moments just to relax and be in peace. Allowing your body to become comfortable and relaxed. Nothing to think about, nothing to do. Just allowing yourself this time and this place to relax. To allow yourself a little bit of peace, some soothing relaxation. Just knowing as you move to relax, as you move to become comfortable, you allow yourself to be more and more peaceful, more and more relaxed. Just allowing the sound of my voice, the sounds of nature, the beautiful sounds of music just to bring a relaxing peace into your consciousness, into your awareness. Giving yourself permission to take a few moments and let go of any stress, of any judgment, of any fear. Any of the frustrations or struggle or stress that's been in your life, just letting go. Just becoming very comfortable and very relaxed and very much in the flow of the music, in the flow of the sounds of nature. And allow yourself to see or sense, to feel this beautiful energy flowing deep into your mind, deep into your consciousness. Allow yourself to feel the peace and relaxation of this energy, of this life that's flowing deep in every muscle, in every cell. Allowing yourself to experience this energy as it flows into your head, as it flows into your mind and your consciousness and your awareness. Allow it to bring a soothing, relaxing peace into all of your head, into all of your mind. Just allowing yourself for a few moments just to center on this relaxing energy, this relaxing peace, allowing it to melt away any fears, any judgment, any stress. Allowing this beautiful, peaceful energy to fill every cell, every muscle of your body, to flow out into your cheeks and around your eyes and sinuses, to flow down into your throat, around your ears, to go deeper and deeper into every memory and every thought and bring a peaceful relaxation. Allowing it to melt away any stress, any judgment or frustration, 
allowing you for more and more of your consciousness, more and more of your mind and thoughts, just to fill with this peaceful, relaxing energy, this amazing, beautiful light, allowing it to gently move its way down into your neck, down into your muscles and shoulders, easily melting away any stress, any strain, any discomfort. Allowing that energy to flow down into your arms, down around your elbows, down into your wrists, to your hands and your fingers. Peaceful, healing relaxation. Moving through every cell, through every muscle, through every tendon. Allowing yourself to feel as you take a deep breath, this beautiful energy flowing into your lungs. Flowing deep into your lungs and forming a beautiful ball of light around your heart. Bringing relaxation and healing and peace in every muscle, every system of your body. Flowing through your veins and your arteries flowing from the oxygen in your lungs into each of your organs and systems, flowing down into your tummy, bringing a soothing peace and relaxation to your tummy and your stomach, flowing into your intestines, flowing into your kidneys and your liver, Allowing that beautiful, relaxing energy to flow down through your spine. Soothing and relaxing. Nothing to think about. Nothing to do. Just relaxing. Just being peaceful. Allowing that energy to flow down into your hips. Down into your legs. Flowing all around your knees down through your calves and your ankles and feet, all the way down into your toes, soothing relaxation, peaceful healing, moving through every muscle, through every cell, through every system of your body, just allowing you to be more and more relaxed, more and more in peace, Nothing to think about, nothing to do, just relax. Just being in peace. Relaxation. In peace. For a few moments, just allowing yourself to become relaxed and peaceful, flowing with this amazing life, this amazing connection to the very center, the very core of your consciousness. For a few moments, allowing yourself to begin to sense and feel your connection to the earth, connection to the wind and the water, 
the connection to life, to all of nature that's alive around you and alive in this planet. Allow yourself to feel the connection of mind, body, and spirit to this awesome spiritual light and to this beautiful living earth around you. And allow your consciousness, your soul, with awareness and intention in this moment, invite your soul to share with you those are the most beautiful connections in your life. Those souls who still may be with you in this life and those souls who may have passed over. Allowing yourself for a few moments to let your soul or your consciousness guide you to an awareness to all of the souls that you're connected to those souls who have had so much inspiration and growth and love that they brought into your life. And if you have some struggles and some fears and some judgments, just let go. And with intention, Reach out to your soul, reach out to your spiritual entourage, reach out to the source of this beautiful life, this loving energy, and say, I welcome in this moment your inspiration. I welcome in this moment your wisdom. I welcome in this moment awareness to all those beautiful souls that are connections and connectors in my life.
allowing your experience, the connection to go deeper. Allowing yourself to experience in this moment the inspiration, the awareness, the wisdom that you desire most. Allow those souls, those beautiful connections in your life to flow with inspiration and peace and motivation for your mission for your life, for your experience. Allowing your experience in this moment to come even deeper. Allowing yourself to let go and experience as much awareness, inspiration, and wisdom as you desire and can allow for this moment of your life. Allow yourself to go deeper into the spiritual experience and connection that you need in this moment. Maybe to drift into a deep and spiritual experience and awareness. Maybe to allow yourself rest and relaxation and connection. I love you, my friends. Good night.